Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. There was a nationally televised live sporting event from right here in the Triangle last night, and yeah. it's July 20th. Yeah. So it was July 19th. Not middle of fall, wasn't football season, not quite yet, not basketball season when everyone's eyes turn, turn this way. Wrexham Chelsea. Can't write this stuff. No. Dennis, you were there. It, I was there. Give, give, was- us, give us the, uh, the vibe of, of Keenan Stadium. It reminded me. It reminded me. I could talk today. It reminded me a lot of the stadium series in the sense of the vibe around. Now there wasn't the tailgating and the all-day build-up leading up to the stadium <laughs> series. So there wasn't that um, because stadium series was played on a weekend and we had all the tailgating and that, that kind of stuff. Uh, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of that in the sense of. Just the energy outside of the stadium, inside the stadium, the anticipation for the game, because this has been talked about and looked looked ahead towards for a long time for a lot of people. So it reminded me of the stadium series in a lot of different ways in that regard, if that makes sense. And I think both of those things, there's, there's I would say the last 20 years, there's been the, the rise in these uh, kind of stunt games. And what I, what I mean by that is it, it, I remember vividly – uh, Carolina playing on a play, Carolina basketball playing on like an aircraft carrier against was it Kentucky or Michigan State? I think it was Michigan State. Michigan State Ma- right. There was a couple of them, and I don't know how many Carolina played in, but they were they were on an air aircraft carrier or yeah. uh, something like like the 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 series you were talking about when 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 hockey are in these really cool venues. Mm-hmm. To me, they they are and just similar to to what Wrexham is for for soccer. They're kind of the front porch. Right, they're gonna get you to look at the house. Yeah, but then you need a good house. You know what I mean? And I think the 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 disappointing thing from last night, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, because I was not in the building. I did watch uh, a decent amount of it on on TV, uh, which is again just an awesome thing that it was available, very easy to find. Uh, the game was kind of a blowout. I kind of wish Wrexham brought some like like I they were league games or something cuz you watch the the documentary yeah. and those games were so wildly thrilling coming mm-hmm. all the way down to the wire and people are hugging you know people they don't know next to them in the stands cuz it was just it meant so much and then you have that game and and Chelsea is just I mean it's it's not this it's it's not quite fair so you know, what what was it 5-0 final score uh 5-0 uh final yes. score that's that to me is like the 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 novelty of it, the stunt of it is going to get over fifty thousand people in Keenan Stadium. Like it was, and did it feel like that? Because yeah, it was fifty thousand five ninety six was the official total. It it, it played on like uh, on, on the broadcast, right? That it, it looked like a full stadium. It was. You had fifty plus thousand people there, and you can't tell me they're all diehard soccer fans. Right, a lot are just sports fans in this area, and we know mm-hmm. there's a lot of passionate sports fans within, you know, a couple hours of driving. So to me, the the it's like fifty fifty, right? The fifty percent of it is just getting the eyeballs on you and watching the game, and then it's fifty percent of can you deliver something 
that makes it worth their while. And that comes from the on-field. That also comes from, and and we're going to talk about this throughout the show, it comes from everything surrounding the game. Right? It comes from if you you bring a four- or five-year-old to the game and they have an attention span of 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. do you have something for them to do every 20 minutes where they can go, I don't know, get a cotton candy? Can they go, uh, you know, like – the baseball stadium, they have like the pitch thing where you have the miles per hour. Like, is there, uh, is there things to do? There's Woolies World at Durham Bulls Athletic Park where exactly. kids can go play in a playground. Exactly with with an overhang, so yeah. the foul balls aren't quite as dangerous. Yeah, like uh, those types of things matter when you're building a fandom. If you are, you know, like like ACC basketball, you, you your fandom is built right. <laughs> the, the big games. Yeah. The big games are going to be packed. If you're Wrexham football and you're going around to try to make fans in this part of the world, you have the Netflix show, you have this little stunt casting, stunt event game in in, in the triangle, I think you have to work pretty darn hard once you get the eyeballs to make it successful. And I I watched on, on, like I said, I watched on television. Yeah, It felt like I was watching a major, you know, top-of-the-line soccer game. Mm -hmm. They had the... The announcers, the the accents, right? They 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 knew all of the 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 players. Like I'm, I'm obviously they knew all the players, but I'm saying it felt like a big soccer game. It just felt like a big soccer game that was between a team that's at the top level and a team that's at the fifth level, which is which is what it was. Yeah, it's for to give you a little context. It's like the the Canes playing the Fayetteville Marksmen of the Southern Professional Hockey League. <laughs> Exactly. Keep it local. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be hard for that game to be a wildly entertaining game, right? And you have to know that going in, right? The Canes are going to win that by as much as they want to win by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they when when they choose to stop scoring is when they're going to stop scoring. And and when you do that, and just the same as like if Chelsea's playing Wrexham, you have to assume that Chelsea's going to win by whatever score they choose. You have to make sure that it that it's the environment is exciting and that everybody leaves, whether it's a close game or not with a smile on their face. Yeah. And I think they did a halfway decent job of that. I thought they'd actually prayed even more than that because to a lot of people, the, a, a lot of people were there rooting for Wrexham, which makes sense. They yes. were kind of like the home team last night, but the result of the game didn't matter. Didn't matter going in. Like it doesn't matter if Wrexham won. Didn't matter if it was a draw or Chelsea won. It just didn't matter because a, there's no stakes to the game. It's just an exhibition, but we got to enjoy the experience of watching them play live and in person. Like, wait, all these guys I see on television that have been glorified in the sense of the documentary, mm-hmm. like the the turned the, into stars, turned uh, into stars, yeah. like these average dudes turned into stars. And I say average in the sense of they're just, I mean, they're just Humans, average. They're people. just their their fifth level of yeah, they're European fifth soccer levels. players, and exactly. they're good at like again. And, some of them are very good, but. They're better than any of us will be at soccer. But oh, absolutely. They're not Chelsea. But they were they've grown into superstars here in the United States. Like, wow, I got to see them. Oh, and I also got to see one of the most historic football clubs in the whole world in Chelsea at the same time. Win win. I got to be there for it. Doesn't matter the result of the game. And I will say this though, even though Wrexham lost five nothing, they weren't afraid to go for it. Especially I saw in the first half. They were just like, you know what? We're taking shots. We're like, in terms of like, we're just going to push the pace down the field. Now, Chelsea was just simply better, but the game was entertaining. That was going to be my next question. Did it feel like, you know, in a basketball game when, when the home team scores like two straight, like two easy buckets or something, yeah. and then they pull up from three in, trans, in transition and you, you, you feel like the whole, 
You know, like that, that yeah. if, if it goes in and, you know, if they miss, the announcer has to go, if that would have dropped, the roof would have come off this yeah. place. Uh, did it feel like you were waiting on a Wrexham goal? Oh, yeah. So See, I- that's why I kind of wish there was more of a, a level competitive balance because mm-hmm. two or three goals from Wrexham, I think, would have made a couple fans like diehard fans, right? It would have just, whatever oh. your fandom is, it would have leveled up if they got that, got it to the back of the net. I forget the player, but he took a bicycle kick attempt there in the first exactly. half. He missed by like 15 feet. Like he missed pretty uh, pretty wide, but still like, oh, like the, they're going for it. And they had, they had a lot of corner kick opportunities in the first half, but if they would have gotten one goal there in the first half, that place would have gone bananas the, the, the reason i'm a mets fan is because the local team where, where i was growing up at the time was the philadelphia phillies my dad took me to a game and mike piazza hit a home run off the foul ball pole and it's just like yep that highlight made me like i'm no longer interested in the local team i'm interested in the, the visiting team as mm-hmm. a, you know a seven-year-old or whatever i was at the time Wrexham could have had that moment but not, not against chelsea because and <laughs> In that instance, right, Chelsea's just like, no, you're not hitting any home runs. We're going to no-hit you and get out of here with, with our B team. But still, cool atmosphere. Uh, North Carolina took advantage of it. UNC, they had yeah. all, all of the, the the thank yous and the commemorative footballs and everything being passed around. So, uh, you know, any reason to, to make your stadium the center of the sports world for a couple of minutes, and it's worth it. Just eyeballs on your program, uh, attention on your program never hurts recruiting, and that's what, what – the Tar Heels were able to do with the help of Wrexham and Chelsea. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600 You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial Advisory Group. All of these athletes, those we mentioned and many, many others, are not are not necessarily any dumber than the rest of the population. I want that to be very clear. As a former college athlete, I, I do take a little bit of a, a little bit of offense with the way athletes are treated a lot of the times. Likewise. I'm not sure why so many people that appear, like like on the surface appear as as if they love and want to protect and want to support and want what's best for college athletes also whether consciously or subconsciously treat them as if they're dumb naive and vulnerable mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not saying that they're you know as mature as they're going to be at 20 years old or 21 or whatever than 19 years old but they are at least as mature, as smart, as uh, street smart, as 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 capable as other 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds that are walking around on the same campus they are that don't play sports. That's my point, right? I'm not saying they're all 40 years old and they have uh, an exact idea of, of, you know, making sure they d- diversify their portfolios with low-risk bonds or whatever the heck you do once once you know what you're talking about on the financial markets. I'm, I'm just saying I'm saying this. The, the Senate is getting involved in name, image, and likeness now. Mm-hmm. Senators, like the Senate. Okay? The people that were elected to be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> elected officials. This is not, you know, local government. This is, this is national. In the Senate, Democrats Cory Booker of New Jersey and Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut – 
have been joined by Republican Jerry Moran of Kansas. That makes it a bipartisan bill. Ah. Uh, in crafting a discussion draft of a bill that they will, that they believe will reform college athletics and prioritize athletes' health, health, education, and economic rights. Now, let me be the first to tell you most of what I know about how bills are passed comes from uh, Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill. Now I'm only like that's <laughs> yes. th- yeah. You know what I'm going at. I know exactly what you're talking about. However. What I will say is I read an entire breakdown of what this uh, proposed bill will do for name, image, and likeness, and I don't like it. And I don't like it because I have never seen a bill like this for musicians. I've never seen a bill like this for uh, science grants. I've never seen a bill like this for people that create apps when they're in college. No one when Zuckerberg was was drawing up uh, algorithms on his Harvard window was saying, now, if he actually has an opportunity to make any money with this, we're going to have to set up a whole coalition to make sure he doesn't spend it poorly. Because they just said, oh, look at that. We got a smart guy drawing algorithms on the wall. That's that's a completely different situation, despite the fact that everyone in the, the both sides of the story are the same age and they're all college students. The proposed bill would establish College Athletics Corporation, which basically would oversee everything NIL. They'd make the rules, they'd enforce the rules, they'd, they'd handle oversight. It would establish a medical trust fund and cover injured athletes' out-of-pocket costs. Schools and the medical trust fund would cover the out-of-pocket out of expenses for injuries and other long-term conditions resulting from athletes' participation in sports. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I actually, I don't think you need, like, the Senate to do that. I think schools should do that, but if they need to be forced, boo on them. But here's where it gets a little little crazy, right? Athletes would be required to take financial literacy and lifestyle development courses where they would be taught personal budgeting, debt, credit, interest rates, contracts, tax liability, and other issues relating to their endorsements and income. Now listen, I've, I subscribe to the theory that, like, high schools should, you know, there should be less emphasis on the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, right? Yes. I, I've, I've, I say Pythagorean. Pythagorean. Oh, there you go. There it is. That one, the theorem, Pythagorean theorem, because it sounds fancy, but I don't think I've ever actually used it in my real life uh, existence, like in my professional life or in handling my, my duties at home or, or any kind of stuff like that. So maybe there should be some type of high school or college class requirement where you have to learn about paying taxes and financial literacy and what's a debit, what's a credit, what's a liability, what's an asset, all those sorts of things. I'm fine with that. I don't like saying only athletes have to learn it because I'm going, well, 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 why do you trust everyone else to figure it out on their own? Yeah. Why are athletes somehow more at risk and need hand-holding through the learning process? I don't like that one bit at all. Right? There's other parts of schools, like the other parts of the bill, schools would have to report revenues and, and expenses and all those sorts of things. They want more more transparency. And book uh, the bookkeeping, fine. Fine. They want you, the, whether you're on the team or injured or you get cut from the team, they want the scholarships to go all the way through graduation, fine. Again, I think most of this is stuff that the schools should want to take care of in the best interest of the student. But I don't like it. As a matter of fact, I hate it. 
when everyone acts like athletes are inherently dumber. It's insulting to say, oh, this person created so much value in their personal abilities that they have found someone willing to give them $500,000 for their, their services, right? Maybe it's as simple as lending their name to a commercial, to being in it, to, to signing autographs. Mm-hmm. Yet, they are less intelligent, or uh, maybe it's not even an intelligence thing. They are more susceptible to bad decision-making than somebody else who crafted a different skill into one that the world has found valuable. All right, you created an app. You sold it to Google for $10 million. You must be smart enough to handle your money. Oh, you created a skill set on the basketball court that allowed Nike to give you $10 million. We are going to require you to prove that you have taken enough classes to manage your money. What? That I, I, If a school wants to say every student on campus has to get together with a economics advisor to learn this stuff, fine. I'm okay with schools providing it at the collegiate level because, you know what, because athletes are more likely to earn more money than other other students on campus i'm okay if the school is like hey look here how in this state you established an llc if you live if you're let's say you're from georgia and you're playing football at alabama okay here's how taxes work across state lines that i'm okay with teaching athletes Uh, and 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 let me let me be extremely clear on on what i'm saying here i am completely fine with providing it yeah i i want them if a student wants and this goes for athlete like if, if an athlete goes to the coach and says coach I'm making more money than I ever thought possible, right? Uh, my parents don't make this kind of money, so I can't go to them for advice or or anyone in my family, whatever it is. My high school coach doesn't make this kind of money. Whoever I look to for advice normally doesn't have as many commas in their bank account as I do. Mm-hmm. I need some help. Provide it. Give them the financial literacy. Give them the, the tax courses. Give them the, the uh, get a personal investor, personal uh, wealth advisor in and, and talking with them. I, I love that. I just don't like how there's the requirement put on them that isn't put on anyone else. As if to say, well, we know they can't handle it. Because there might be someone who, like, there might be, get this, there might be an athlete who is a finance major. I played yeah. with a bunch of them. Right. There might be an athlete who is using his redshirt year to get a jump start on his MBA. And then they might say, like, oh, you want me to take a class on how to pay taxes? Like, soon as soon as I'm done here, right, I'm going to go try for the NFL, try for the NBA, try for Major League Baseball, try for whatever. Maybe I'm in a sport that doesn't have a lucrative uh, professional league. Whenever my, my playing career is over, I'm going to be on Wall Street in like 20 minutes. What you, you need, you, but, but you have to guarantee that I know what's going on here? I just, I, until there's, there's guardrails put in place for any and everyone that might make a decent amount of money on a college campus, I don't think there should be mandatory guardrails put in place for athletes. Mm, I'm with you. Because it's, it's. One of those things where it sounds like you're doing, it sounds like you're doing them like a solid. It sounds like you care about the athletes, but in actuality, you're kind of like not trusting them. 
You know what I mean? It, it's like, oh, I want you to be safe when you drive a car, so I'm never going to let you drive it when I'm not in it with you. Like, it's like the, your learner's permit forever. When in actuality, it's like, no. If you trust them and if you think they are as good of drivers as, as anybody else, you give them the keys and you say, have it back by 1030. Right? <laughs> like, that's, that's at some point you have to do it for the athletes. And I'll, and I'll throw this one out there one more time. Uh, <laughs> there also could be the situation where uh, maybe athletes blow through their cash. Yeah. It happens. It's it's sad. I don't root for it. It doesn't mean it wasn't their right to blow through the cash that they owned, that they earned. It's their cash. It is. 100 percent of it. Are you ready for the big game? At the Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's the Designery at thedesignery.com.